Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. WDVE, Pittsburgh. Uh, other things that embarrass kids, dan- uh, dress- <laughs> dressing with no style and stinking up the bathroom. Dad style is the bad one. Dad style, there just is no. Fanny packs and bright white shoes. Here's my point about stinking up the bathroom that dads get associated with. How about leave us alone in there for right. a little bit? Let it air out. You don't have to barge down the door. It's five minutes of quiet. Give me a, give me yeah. a break. Yeah, what is this, a thriller video? Can we get a second without fingers coming under the door? <laughs> yeah. Everybody wants to score the smell when dad's in there. That's why. It's they love they being appalled. Yeah, they can't wait to. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what is this? It smells like newspapers and potato chips. Yeah. <laughs> they can't wait to, to find out how bad this one stinks. Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. What's going on over there, Val? Well, it's seven minutes after seven at DVE. Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. More clouds than sun today, blustery and chilly. I'm Scott Harbon, Severe Weather Center 11. There'll be a couple of spotty showers, high temperature 48 today. bit better tomorrow, partly sunny, still cool, high of 52. It's 49 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. Two Senate Republicans are speaking out boldly against President Trump. Arizona Senator Jeff Flake said on the Senate floor yesterday the reckless, outrageous, and undignified behavior has been accepted as telling it like it is and that he would not be complicit and silent about that behavior. Does that make you feel like, yeah, somebody is standing up to, uh, you know, uh, a despot? Or does it make you feel like, uh, uh, oh, my God, they're kicking out all the normal people? Because uh, I, I read both, both takes little yesterday. Little column A, yeah. little like, column yep. B. All right, all the reasonable. Uh, like, stay and fight. Conservatives. Well, right. Here's, here's Jeff Flake of Arizona speaking yesterday. Be unafraid to stand up and speak out as if our country depends on it. Because it does. I plan to spend the remaining 14 months of my Senate term doing just that. Well, and then he voted last night to take away your right to sue your bank or your credit card company if they defraud you. Mm-hmm. You can no longer class action be suit. in a class action suit if a bank just robs you. Yeah, so he is not. <laughs> well, good. I was sick of being that, able to that. Be, that was really dragging that. us down as a country. Yeah. He's burning things down before he gets out of office. Uh, Tennessee Senator Bob Corker said that Trump isn't up to the job of presidency, so they continue their uh, feud. He said uh, Trump's demeanor is debasing the U.S. You would think he would aspire to to be the president of the United States and act like a president of the United States, but uh, you know that's just not going to be the case, apparently. And well, no, I mean, I I think that's what people liked about him, though. Yeah. So that 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 criticism kind of is hollow. Like he doesn't act like a normal guy. Well, that's what they they wanted. Not a politician. They wanted uh, a celebrity in there. They wanted to, to drain the swamp. Right. Although this feels more like burning down the house. <laughs> right. So I mean, I think you have to be a little more pointed 
then, well, he, I figured he'd act like a president by now, and he's not. I mean, you're going to have to show people what you're talking about if you want them to actually consider another point of view. Which is what Flake said, too, during his speech on the on the floor. He was like, you know, we keep waiting to turn the corner, and it's just not yeah. happening. They, they're waiting for him to pivot and finally sort of tone down his Twitter and his rhetoric and on there. And be presidential. He's and... very good at dividing us. And we yeah. all and we, everybody thinks that they hate one another right now. I still maintain that we are so much closer than it seems right now on on a lot of issues. But be, we've been made to feel like you have to draw a line and go all the way to the back of the extreme and be aligned on either side, left and right. If you believe in that, then you believe in all the other stuff. So get over there. <laughs> I'll tell you what unified us yesterday was somebody stealing Juju's bike. It really did. It brought yeah. us together. As a city. It did. It, it made me feel good. That's right. Hating Anthony Bourdain helped, too, for a little while. <laughs> In today's sexual harassment What if he news, stole the bike? I mean, that would, I mean, let's just pin it on Anthony Bourdain. An parts actual- unknown, he's selling all the parts <laughs> to unknown sources. Oh, oh they're known. An actress is accusing former President George H.W. Bush of groping her from his wheelchair. Heather Lynn says it <laughs> happened at a 2014 screening for the AMC show Turn, Washington Spies. Lynn said yesterday in a now-deleted Instagram post that Bush twice touched her from behind during a group, group photograph. Lynn said Bush also told her a dirty joke and that former First Lady Barbara Bush rolled her eyes when her husband touched the actress. Spokesman for Bush said the 93-year-old former president sincerely apologizes if his attempt at humor offended Lynn. And a new accuser is coming forward in the Harvey Weinstein scandal. Mimi Halle claims the former movie mogul sexually assaulted her back in 2006 in his New York City apartment. The television was on and we watched for a short time. It was not long, though, before he was all over me making sexual advances. I told him no, 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 but he insisted. He wouldn't take no for an answer. She went on to uh, describe in further detail what happened in the apartment. He held me down on the bed. I tried to get away or tried to get him off of me and kept asking him to stop, but it was impossible. He was extremely persistent and physically overpowering. We can't even describe or say what he did to her. I don't think... uh, no, yeah, and I could do it flippantly. We don't want to do that in the right. context of, of all of this. She says she had just finished working on a TV show produced by the Weinstein Company, earning praise from the former Hollywood titan. Weinstein spokesperson says the mogul denies any act, uh, allegations of non-consensual how, sex. How did this company not think it was going to come back on them eventually? They're, those guys are all going to get They're the going down. daylight suit out of them. It was a part of the contract. His personal contract right. with the company. So they can't claim to be ignorant of of what what the deal was. No, they, they knew. They're they, th- and there must be better legal minds at work than this than than mine. But their claim was, well, he was responsible for any lawsuits that resulted uh, that came about as a result of his behavior. Mm-hmm. But why would you want somebody like that? Yeah, a clearly that's the the obvious point is why would you want to be involved with somebody like that? Why wouldn't you be like, wait a minute, what? We don't, yeah, we don't want this guy here. Yeah, uh, but the the second part of that is what is going to stop them from suing the company at large? Mm-hmm. Right. And that's I, what's going to happen. I hate to to drag 
you know, Penn State back into this because they're having such a great season. But to me, the culture is the same. It's it's sort of like, okay, should this guy still be operating? No, he shouldn't. He should be out. He's a scumbag. But what's more important? Well, making movies. We're making a ton of money, and we can't stop this train. But I don't know. Are, are, are they making movies? Aren't they essentially? No, I don't. Well, think no. They are. I'm They're just saying back all then, the, all yeah, that okay. time. Right, right. You're sure. Like, why didn't they stop this guy? Because he was running the entire company. <laughs> you know, when, like they determined that that was more important than all these people getting harassed. And. Not to defend the people who allowed this to happen, but I doubt they knew every detail, like the board or whatever. They probably didn't know every detail well, of what there's was in his nobody contract who... because people, I'm sure every, all the management here doesn't know what's in my contract. No, but the num- the, the sheer n- numbers that are coming forward for this guy, nobody could have imagined. No. it's uh, Is it 50 now? Not, not that, you know, one isn't enough, but... You gather my point. There's so many points. It's it was his mo. Yeah, they they I'm sure had their blinders on to you know be able to sleep at night. But he went to therapy for a week and he took it seriously. So I think he's fixed. And R&B singer R. Kelly is facing more abuse allegations. Former Dallas radio DJ Kitty Jones says she was sexually, physically, and mentally abused by Kelly. She made the accusations in a new profile for Rolling Stone magazine. Jones claims that she was forced into sexual acts with Kelly and other women when she moved to Chicago to be with him in 2011. She says the singer would starve her as punishment. In 2013, she claimed she escaped Kelly's home and went back to Dallas but was beaten two months later when he was in town for a show. The allegations come weeks after another woman claimed she was forced into a sex cult while underage. Representatives for the singer, whose real name is Robert Kelly, denies the story. I mean, R. Kelly is like a cartoonish pimp. Like, the stuff that you hear coming out of those stories is like something out of uh, Iceberg Slim's biography. Totally bizarre. Unbelievable he didn't end up in jail the first time. Psychedelic drugs may reduce criminal behavior. Maybe we should give all, all right. these guys yeah. psychedelic drugs. A study from a University of Alabama professor found that people using LSD and other psychedelic drugs were 22% less likely to commit a violent crime. They were also 27% less likely to commit larceny or theft. Researchers say the drugs reduce chemical chemi- criminal acts by warding off antisocial behavior. Well, they're finding out, you know, psilocybin, magic mushrooms, mm-hmm. MDMA, that these are having profound effects on people who have PTSD. Mm-hmm. So you may, going forward, I mean, that's what I, I, I've told you guys many times the story of them giving me cocaine in the hospital in mm-hmm. front of my mom. And the idea that, like, hospitals may now become this, like, place where drugs that were, you know, largely street drugs first are now going to be used to treat people and the drugs that were being lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details being manufactured to treat people in the hospitals are now being used on the streets in record numbers Mm -hmm. we're kind of flipping the scales a little bit so you know literally and figuratively i know that i wouldn't want to trip in a hospital i know Uh, that 
No, that's where I would love to trip. Really? All your anxiety is gone. What could go wrong? I want to be in the woods. I, I do not want to be in a hospital with wires coming out of me. You don't want to be at a West Virginia football game. I can tell you that. <laughs> the Ironton, Ohio police chief says the town is receiving so many complaints about menacing clowns, it's stretching resources thin. Officers are getting clown sighting calls all over town with scary clowns just walking down the street. One teenager was arrested dressed like a clown and threatening children while waving a club. Ironton Police Chief Pam Wagner calls it crazy and a major problem with a staff of only 15. Uh, She says the clown calls are taking away from other important police calls. (laughs) Goodbye salad bar. Hello mac and cheese bar. Sounds pretty awesome. There's a brand new Whole Foods opening in Denver next month and the fancy market will have its very own mac and cheese bar. According to the store, you'll get a choice of classic mac and cheese and a variety of flavors, including vegan pulled pork mac and cheese and roasted tomato, among others. That uh, will be in Denver, and I'm sure if it's a big success, they'll roll it out to all the other stores. Kid Rock is not running for Senate in Michigan. The musician made the announcement yesterday saying, quote, I'm not running for Senate. Are you kidding me? I'm releasing a new album. I'm going on tour, too. Who couldn't figure that out? End quote. Bob also voiced George his support. Pataki. <laughs> he also voiced Steve his support Bannon. for Donald Trump, saying although the president's messaging uh, messaging isn't the best, the things he's doing are good. And fellow Detroit native Bob Seeger is recovering from back surgery. Seeger had to postpone his tour to have the procedure to fix a vertebrae that was pinched in his neck. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> a post on his Facebook page Monday claimed the surgery couldn't have gone better and promised news regarding rescheduled dates soon. Windy and cool, clouds and sun, chance of rain. Temperatures are going to stay right about where they are now, 49 degrees at DVE. The Pittsburgh Steelers have suffered a big loss. No, not on the football field. Outside. Somebody stole Juju Smith-Schuster's bike. I heard it's in the basement of the Alamo. And the internet went crazy. Everybody was looking for it. The entire team, the PR director of the Pittsburgh Steelers issued a tweet saying, don't bother me with this crap. I got real business. (laughs) Dottie was looking for it. Large Marge. Everybody was looking for Juju's bike. Everyone. Cam Hayward was out looking for it. Last night, Stephon Tewitt Snapchatted himself going around town looking for Juju's bike. Think about this. Imagine stealing a bike. And going wherever you go after you steal a bike and going, yeah, stole a bike. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, that's what you say after you steal a bike. I, 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 I'm bad at theft. Yeah. I, I didn't know you were at, Yeah. Stole the bike. Stole this bike. Where'd you get it? Oh, I don't know, man. It was down on the south side somewhere. And then Probably you some out, loser nobody knows about or cares yeah. about. I mean, what are they going to do? Come after me? And then you find out it's the entire Pittsburgh Steelers team. Many questions here, though. All right. Juju, why don't you have a lock? (laughs) You gotta have a lock. Why don't you have a lock lock? Second question being, why are you still riding a bike around? Haven't you got your license yet? He doesn't have a license. Get a license. It's time. Also, there's Uber. Yo, there's another, you know, option. Possible good solution for him here. But Vince Williams had enough tweeting out last night. Something to the effect of, he's just, Juju's a second-round draft pick. Tell his rich ass to go buy another bike. <laughs> but 
But then a porn star got in on the action. Slack, Mia Khalifa oh tried to slide into Juju Smith Schuster's DMs. And much like Le'Veon Bell giving the stiff arm to Trey Kirkpatrick, Juju said, uh-uh, not in my house, Mia Khalifa. Yeah, not only was he uh, did he say no, he posted two gifts underneath it replies. The first gift was of the Draker Patrick getting <laughs> stiff armed <laughs> by Left Bell. Really funny. And then the second one, somebody put Juju's head on Antonio Brown's body, and the Browns punter that got kicked in the face had Mia Khalifa's head. <laughs> so it was <laughs> well, it was Juju much. like kicking her to the ground to get away from her because you, you got to be careful with these things. She's been a curse yeah. on other teams. We don't want anything to do with with Mia Khalifa. Oh yeah, she she's a Capitals fan. So look. Uh, you know, I get it if you're frustrated by certain antics by this team, but how did you? You know, these are they're like little kids having fun. I, I, it's the greatest. I, I mean, Permani's got involved and said they were offering a reward. Antonio Brown was offering a reward. You know, Martavis hasn't been to the facility since this bike's been stolen. He definitely has it. Mark, He's the Francis of this whole situation. Martavis is Francis. There's I've got your bike, Pee-wee, and I'm never giving it back. There's no doubt about it. All right, Mike Pursuit coming in next with Coach Tomlin's press conference. <laughs> also, the uh, Penguins, Sid versus Connor McDavid last night goes to OT. World Series game one was a was a, it was a dandy. And uh, after eight o'clock, we'll have the Tom and Trans- Tomlin translator. That's the uh, CMU app they developed. That gives us the subtext of everything that uh, Mike Tomlin says. Merrill Hodge coming up at 745. Your Bud Light Game Day Bar of the Week. Winhaven Bar and Grill in Cranberry. 250 Bud Light bottles during all Steeler games. Winhaven Bar and Grill in Cranberry. That's your Bud Light Game Day From Bar the of the Week. From the Temporal Scanner Thermometer Weather Center. More clouds. Mike, are we uh, allowed to continue broadcasting until they find Juju's bike? Is Do we have to suspend normal operations? Call a halt to production in the city today until we find the millionaire's bike. Yeah, I'm with Vince Williams on this one. Buy another damn bike. <laughs> maybe get a lock. You're your second round pick. You've got the means. But it was that bike, Mike. I mean, he took pictures with it. That was his bike. Yeah, I had a red one I really liked when I was eight, too. I got over it. Well, Juju is rich, rich, so I'm not worried about him. Uh, I'm more worried about his uh, concussion. Concussion. Co- Concussion. He has. Uh, he was experiencing concussion-like symptoms. We will uh, get to Juju and the Steelers in just a minute, but we got a lead this morning with uh, Penguins 2, Oilers 1 in overtime. Uh, that rarest of commodities, a compelling regular oh, yeah. season NHL game. Sidney Crosby and Connor McDavid on the same ice together, actually playing against each other a noticeable amount of the time, and it was mm-hmm. McDavid – who uh, got a late goal, 17-07 of the third period. That tied things up at one game apiece and forced the overtime. Phil Kessel eventually wins it at 42 seconds of the extra session with his third of the year. But uh, Matt Murray, the number one star last night, and justifiably so. Another one of those Matt Murray nights. He was at his best, and he made what might be the most spectacular save of his career on Mark Letestu in the second period, diving across the crease and elevating his stick and uh, amazing, denying what appeared to be an empty net goal for Letestu. Murray doesn't make a lot of saves like that because he is usually ahead of the play and in position and squared up to the puck, and it just hits him. But he had to scramble for that one. Uh, listening to him afterward, uh, bordering on fascinating, if you get inside Matt Murray's head and uh, 
appreciate how he breaks down the game and and the way he plays it and how he does what he does. Here's Murray talking about his reaction to the McDavid goal late in the third period and that uh, remarkable save on Latestu. <laughs> Again, man, just uh, just stop the next one. I mean, you can't take it. You can't take it back. So, um, I thought I came back well after that. Made a couple good saves. Made one in the in the overtime there. And um, yeah, you, you can't worry about one once it's past you. So, I literally didn't didn't think for for half a second about it. Matt, are you familiar with Frank Peterangelo? Have you ever heard of the same? Yeah. Did you just make the stick version of that tonight? I don't know. I don't know about that. It was just kind of a broken play I think and um, you know a tough read when Lucic is kind of by himself in front of the net like that and has some time to, to spin and make a play but he wasn't even trying I don't even know if he knew that guy was there he just tried to drag it and he lost it and it went right to him so turned into a bit of a bit of a scramble mode type of play and after I made that save I think it was Dumo who, who made an unbelievable block with an open net on the far side put it out of play so just an unreal sequence and that's the kind of compete that we need on the penalty kill and um we, we got it done, and I think that was a huge a huge part of it. Are you tracking puck there or just trying to cover space and hope it hits you? Yeah, you're just trying to make a read, I think. If he's got time, more than likely he's going to try to raise it. Um, you know, if he's just trying to get it off, it's going to go on the ice. So he had all the time in the world, so I figured he was going to try to at least get it in the top part of the net. So I just tried to get my stick over there and uh, got a bit lucky. Hit, hit uh, right on the paddle, and um, like I said, we just scrambled from there. Remarkable. Now, how the hell you got Milan Lucic in your lap, and the puck slides across? How do you determine uh, Latestu if he's covered or not, if he's got time or not, and what he's going to do with the puck in in enough time to make it matter, even if you assess things the right way? That's just. It's funny. It takes ninety seconds to describe it. Yeah, and he just it's it's <laughs> the blink of an eye, and that's how he plays. He talked about that McDavid goal. You know, he had a shutout going. He 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 made a number of fine saves. Before that, and then uh, Ian Cole at least thought that McDavid goal was deflected by Chad Ruedel trying to block the shot. It goes right up in the upper corner. Oh, the game's tied now. We almost had it. You know, he doesn't think of any of that stuff. Pucks are okay. What's happening next? <laughs> that, that- With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. It's done. That's over. He made a hell of a save on McDavid, too. I don't know if you watched a lot of the game, Mike. but Oh, there was that a, the game? Oh, you were? Yeah. There was a yeah, point. Yeah, that was me talking to him a minute ago in the locker room <laughs> afterward. Oh, yeah. You know. Sorry, Mike. But when it, whenever Latang tried to poke check McDavid and then McDavid just danced in on Murray and Murray made a great, aggressive stick save on him. 
Well, he made a good one in the first period on McDavid, too. Uh, McDavid went around Chris Letang like Letang was a turnstile. McDavid just goes to the net. He, he Size, speed, goes, and handle. And he doesn't screw around. He, that was fun to watch. Uh, Matt Murray, 6-0-1 this season. The Penguins have gotten a point, at least a point, in every one of his starts. He's 10-0-1 in his last uh, 11 a regular last 11 regular season decisions dating back to last season and he's now 24-4-4 all-time at PPG Paints Arena in the regular season. He's pretty good. Matt Murray. Yeah, well, I know, yeah. I get it. Matt, I can't Matt, we... I can't help but uh Notice your love affair with Matt Murray. Ah, uh, not necessarily. Not ulterior necessarily motive, with but Matt Murray. that's fine. I think they made the right call on goals. What, yeah, uh, I, what that's, I'm trying to make I know. the point. I'm trying. See, but to. what happens is, is that you take a, a, like the Penguins fans' love of Mark uh, Andre Fleury annoyed you so much that you come across as not liking or appreciating his actual contributions to the team, and. I'm not saying Matt Murray isn't deserving of praise. He is. But it is funny to me how you like to where you like to shine the light. Well, just, you know, on the guy that's been the starter the last two years, on the guy who's better. So, yeah. But please keep I, keep tweeting about what he, what the other guy's doing in Vegas. Have you ever seen Murray play live though in a game? No, never have. <laughs> have you ever been to one of those? Got to get around to doing you that. You should one talk to him after the game sometime. Yeah, I hear some guys do that. Anti Niemi uh, I think it was the thing that people were looking at and going, "Why did we get rid of Flurry?" But the, uh, like, how about again? They, those, those were that was not an option. The option was not ah, oh, we can just keep them both. And they put uh, that kid to Smith that they just brought up. They they put him on the jumbotron last mm-hmm. night when he's sitting on the bench, and everybody cheered. Oh really? <laughs> I, don't they, I don't think they were cheering for him. I think no. they were cheering that it was not anti Niemi. God, it's not anti Niemi. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> Addition by subtraction of Niemi for a guy that had as much success as that. I'm trying to remember other people. The Penguins, I know, Ziggy Palfi. I don't know people who've come in here and just with, a pig. and just stunk and left. David yeah. Perron, Florida picked up Niemi. Yeah, I saw that. claimed him on waivers. The Penguins actually wanted to send him to Wilkesbury and see if he could work it out and get his game back. And, and maybe come back at some point. So they were hoping he'd, he'd clear. Yeah. I, I think they were assuming he would. Yeah, because who would want it? <laughs> Somebody said at the game last time, boy, that's going to be a tough press release for Florida. <laughs> you know. Hey, we signed this guy. <laughs> we think we can score eight goals in a game. There was another moment in that game where um, I think it was late third period. McDavid drove the net on Crosby. And it was just those two. And Crosby was defending and McDavid was charging. And uh, I won't reveal this guy's identity because I don't know if he would want to go public with this, but uh, the line was, the entire country of Canada needs a Kleenex. Because, <laughs> you know, McDavid yeah, and Crosby. Oh, yeah. my God. It's amazing. Uh, Brings got, a tear to your eyes. It is. That. Yeah, that's, that's, right. that's what uh, the reference was. Got some pretty interesting stuff from <laughs> Stefan to it last night. On Steelers Huddle regarding Martavis Bryant. We're going to take a quick break and uh, delve into that. Well, we have Merrill Hodge. Oh, we got Merrill. Well, yeah. we'll save the uh, Stefan to it then. But uh, uh, an, a very interesting take. One player talking about another player and, and what is acceptable and what is not. Uh, Bryant's got some work to do in that locker room. All right. You ever been Tom, to one of those press conferences? Mike Tomlin. Mike? 
Mike Tomlin raining down judgment is the least of his concerns. All right, we've got yeah. uh, the Tomlin translator for you next hour. Merrill Hodge, when we return on DVE. When you end up in your driveway after. Yeah, it's the DVE morning show. And uh, Valerie, if you could, uh, let us know what's happening weather-wise today. Well, hope you enjoyed all that nice, warm, uh, extended climate change warmth we had last week. Because now it's fall, going to be windy and cool today. We're going to have clouds and sun, might be some rain, so a little bit like yesterday. Although there was a double rainbow yesterday. Double rainbow. Apparently, it was Mm -hmm. all over the uh, Twitter. I like the... uh... Cool temperatures too. I'm ready for it. Well, there. Well, you I know, came out of the rink last night. It was like 51 degrees, and it felt good. The air was crisp. Well, good. You, you I know, came out of the rink because I went to the game. Yeah, oh, we got it, did? Mike. All right. So football weather is what I like to say. It joining is. us, joining us right now, Merrill Hodge. Good morning, Merrill. How are you? It's hunting weather. Ah, we Hello? don't have Merrill there. Hello. Dang. <laughs> Hello. There you are. There he What's is. What's up, Merrill? I'm good, boys. I heard you, and then you went, then you went silent on me. Uh, yeah, everything's silence. goofy here. There's a ghost in the machine today. Uh, the good news, I know you've been following closely. Police in Pittsburgh have appeared to uh, now, they have found Juju Smith-Schuster's bicycle. <laughs> Did you know that there had been a, an entire citywide Big news. search for Juju's bike? No, actually, I did not. Yeah. Uh, I, I was in town for a couple of days, too, so I was like, what? Mm. Well, good thing they found it. You might have been a suspect. See, anybody was. <laughs> the whole town stopped. You know, the mills stopped everything. Uh, you know, <laughs> they just. The furnaces turned e- off. Everybody went out looking. Mills stopped about 25 years ago. I, I know. They? That was a separate. <laughs> yeah, but they stayed shut off. Separate note. Uh, so here's the the point that I, I'm getting at to start all this off is this is a team that despite all the dumb distractions that go around, even them beating handily a division opponent, um, I think I really like the personality of this team. They're a bunch of goofs, uh, but boy, you wouldn't have uh, known that on Sunday. They went out against the Bengals and they, uh, they they gave the ball to 26. And Merrill, is there any doubt this is the path? To dominance, give the ball to Le'Veon Bell. Well, I would tell you this: um, what was I, I thought fascinating on a bunch of um, perspectives. They, um, you know, yes, Le'Veon Bell. I think everybody knows how great he is, but you know, um, you still can't do it by yourself. Like I, I, their offensive line has played much better. But I would tell you this: that, like their tight ends and their fullback, like the perimeter players in the running game. I thought were unbelievable. I mean, I can't tell you how many players for the Bengals were like on the ground. You know, guys like even even Burfick. Burfick was so frustrated he couldn't even stand himself um, during the game because they get getting hats on. They kept getting him on the ground. But I'm telling you, like those tight ends and that and the fullback and the wide receivers do such a good job. And you always have to have that. There's a Le'Veon. You get him in the open field. That pass will tell you what he can do by himself. But you just can't do it by yourself all the time. You know, he's such a dynamic runner, but when you have all those other things going well, and I'll tell you this, the passing game, like you see every week it gets just a little better. You mm-hmm. know, they start to they start to build on that. And like we talked a couple of weeks ago, that, I mean, the passing game with that many good players, it, it, it isn't like, oh, just line them up and throw the ball all over the place. It is, it's just not that easy. You know, you got to – it takes like you know seasoning to go along. So you got every week you kind of build on it. And I'll tell you this: it's getting better. Your tight ends become more explosive. You know you've got everybody in the receiving core is part of it. I mean you just see it getting better and better. So they keep doing that. You know 
it's going to eventually be where it needs to be at the right time around you know December and January. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, it wasn't early in the year, but you know they still won games without it, and that's a, a sign of a really good team. So Ben Roethlisberger, a big first half. Second half, they just kind of you know they they suffocated the Bengals defensively. Merrill, this had to be the most impressive effort of the year from the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, I'm telling you, you know they. You know, T.J. Watt, um, I'll tell you this, I think what he has done. You know, you, you see the sacks and fans, and I don't think there's anything more overrated than a sack, to be honest with you. Because there's still like 80 plays or 70 plays that you still have to play. And let's say you get two sacks, it's anointed as a great game. Well, I will tell you this, watching T.J. Watt play like the run and do all the other things that you got to do to be a good de- uh, a good defender, and a complete defensive player. I'm telling you this. Um, I don't know this. For, I only know this from experience. When you see a young guy come in and play like that and play everything well, not just sacks. Okay, sacks. Everybody, you know, highlights those, and they're great. And he did a great job. But how the kid plays the run, the way he plays, the way they move him around, like you got to be inspired, even as a veteran. You know, you. I'm telling you, I think he has really motivated even guys that have been around three, four years, five years to play better, play more disciplined, just the way he's played. Sacks are great, but how he does the other 68 plays, I am actually more impressed with him. Yeah, you know, um, Trent, Jordan, court, Trent, Jordan Watt, Trent Jordan Watt has been outstanding, and there's no doubt about it. And you even got to see him uh, spelled a little bit by 92. They kept keeping Harrison fresh just a little bit. But I was worried that the Bengals were going to be able to mount a, a pretty significant running attack without Tewitt in there. Uh, tell us what you saw from uh, Alu Alu and how they were able to uh, keep things status quo. They got three runs on them. I, I think it was about three runs, three big runs. And they got – every one of those runs, they got them in a stunt. You know, and that's what happens when 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 you got defenses that like to scrape and stunt and move their people around. If a guy is a little late or he gets knocked off or blocked and he doesn't get to his gap, you can give up a big run. You blow up a lot of runs, but you can give up some runs. And that's ultimately what just what happened. Um I thought as a whole, their defensive line, I mean, Cameron Hayward's always a beast, but all your edge players played well, you know, from the linebackers, the inside linebackers were where they need to be. Your your secondary was, aside from those three plays, you know, they played on the other side of the line of scrimmage. That's ultimately what you look for. Can you play on the other side of the line of scrimmage? Because if you can't, you're not going to have a successful day in the NFL. And you're just not. I don't care how great your people are. If you don't play on the other side, you're going to struggle. Really, the last when they've really played well, that's what they've done. When they've played bad, they have unable, they, they have not done that. But schematically, you can tell they've they've really dialed. They got a good feel for um, what they're trying to do schematic wise. The way they move people around, the way they get to their spots. They missed it a few times and they got burned. But aside from that, they were terrific. Merrill, does this look like a defense that can measure up to Tom Brady? As long as they keep getting better, you know, it's like one of those things. You, you know, you can't just do it one week. You got to do it week after week. And once you start doing it week after week, because here's what um, here's what Detroit's doing. They're looking at the last four weeks. Now, if you're Detroit, you're like, wow, <laughs> I see a really good defense, and then I see a defense that's vulnerable. Now, Detroit necessarily has never they've never really been a dominant running attack, so I, I don't see them really threatening. You know the the Steelers run defense, but that means the Steelers can't think. Well, this is not a, a team that 
has a running game like the Bears did or, say, the Bengals did, so we can go to sleep on it because they still got guys that you know, they'll do it enough to test you. But you got to get four weeks of what you saw last week together. And then once you do that, yes, you, you, you can stack up and you, and you match up to anybody, uh, including you know the Patriots and Tom Brady. Merrill, yesterday Coach Tomlin had to spend about 40% of the press conference talking about Martavis Bryant. At what point do you stop protecting your asset and cut bait? Well, if he keeps doing this, the things to harm the team, you know, because, um, listen, he's got to be fair with himself. I mean, and obviously he's not realistic, you know. He hasn't played a year, and he, and he, and he clearly looks like that. I mean, he's tripping over himself. His routes are not the same. I mean, he doesn't have the same time. He's getting a little better. You can tell that. But you just don't enter, you know, miss a year and walk back on the field and say, you know, build your offense around me. You've got to earn that. You've got to work hard to get that back. And he has really not done that. He's not done anything. You're like, wow, you know, let's get in the ball more. I mean, you can tell that he's just not what he was a couple of years ago, although every week he gets a little better. You know, and I mean, the best thing for any player like that is you shut your mouth and go to work and earn it. And stay and off social media and trashing your teammates. Hmm. Yeah, that's, you know, I, that is just so, it's just so selfish. It really is. It just, you know, it tells you a lot about a person when they do that. You know, I mean, social media can be dangerous and obviously it can be powerful and helpful, but people that choose it, that choose to use it like that tells me a little bit about those people, too. So that's a little bit concerning. Uh, any red zone concerns that you think that you know they need to address more than just executing and doing better? Is there a play calling issue? Is there some, yeah, something that's nah, happening that's you, resulting in five field goals? Um, you know, I mean, listen, I'm not the Bengal game. Listen, I always a division opponent is always different. You know, and I knew that like when. They didn't score many t- many touchdowns as they kicked some field goals. I'm like, but just I I just give a little different credence to division opponents just because they're so familiar, and it is so hard to be different and score in the red zone than it is you know say the Lions. You know you see the Lions what once every four years something like that. Um, no, I don't. I just I don't see a, a major problem there. It's it's still at the end of the day at this league it's hard to score touchdowns. I mean. I think everybody expects it, but it is so hard. You know, when you go against an opponent that sees you twice a year and every year, it's it's even more difficult. So I didn't see anything there. Didn't see anything. You know, Cincinnati, you got to give them credit, too. They've seen some things. They know some things. They're, they got some good schemes, and they did a good job, too. And, they, and they're they pretty good professionals, too. So, But I didn't see anything. What about the perfect kick? Hmm. About the uh, throwing levy on – uh, Bell down oh, on a play where they, he uh, he didn't get the ball. It, yeah, with a, they they faked the bubble screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, just what word do you got for that guy? I mean, just a, he's an absolute loon bird. I mean, I don't, <laughs> that's, that's a good word. word. That's, that is a word. I, don't, I just don't know. I, you know. I saw it. I was like, you know, really, I just so unprofessional. You know, he's just he's, he's just unprofessional. You know, there's no reason. Now, can you do that? Can they fake the bubble screen? Yes. I mean, they need to know, but that's, uh, that's what loon birds do, I guess. I just... <laughs> but I saw that from all different angles. Thanks last week for, uh, for uh, uh, back at Mike Mitchell. Um, the three angles I got was the last one. Yeah, when, you got, when I left, I don't know who asked me. They go, 
he said he, he got pushed by Chicolo. Mm-hmm. Mike, was that you? It was. And then there was one other angle that I'm, I always, I can get, but I, I don't look at a lot. And I'm, I'll be danged. I'm like, yeah, Chicolo tripped in. It was like such – it was like Mike Mitchell didn't do that. It looked like every angle that you could possibly get. This is what's fascinating about football. I mean, there's cameras everywhere, right? And why is it? The Immaculate Reception still doesn't have a clear angle of stuff, but today there's more angles, obviously. And it is fascinating how you just don't get to see everything as crystal clear as you would like on a football field. But that anyway, after you said that, I was like, wait, you know what? I'm going to go look at that other angle. And the other angle was so dead obvious. And like Mike Mitchell didn't, it looked like he did it from every other angle, but that one. And you could see he got tripped. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I was, I was wearing your switchboard out, man. So, Does that mean Chicolo has to split that $48,000 fine he got yeah, with him? Yeah, Chicolo should have to bear some of the brunt of that. Yeah, that's, I don't, you know, that's why I didn't even know they fined him $48,000. That was actually for the hit on Sharkandrick West. He got 9000 for Alex Smith. Oh, oh, really? That's it? Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, because the West, the helmet to helmet was his second offense. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay, well, I get that, but I was like, "What? I, mean, how you, I don't know how you find find him because oh, really he did. He was tripped and he was just falling forward. I mean, it was like, like he couldn't have been more right when you see it from the other angle. When you see the sideline, the other way, the, the, the other ways you can look at it. I'm like, because my first thought was like, "What is he doing? <laughs> that ball's gone like for an eternity." You know, if, as far as how this league is operated, how quick things happen. I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" Then when you see that other angle, I'm like, "He's right." He just tripped me. He had no other, they had no other option but to fall into Alex Smith, to be honest with you. Well, so. now we're on to Detroit, and hopefully next week we'll be talking about a win over the NFC Detroit Lions. Merrill Hodge yeah, uh, with us this morning. Next time you're in town, Merrill, come into the studio and visit us. Yeah. You know what? I was, I, I'm going to do that next time because I'm actually coming into town back in November quite a bit, and I want I don't think I have been there in almost 25 years. Wow. Nah. We have a fancy new air studio, so. You've well, been you know, here since I, then. No, I don't think. Let me tell you this. The first time I ever walked into that studio is what launched my broadcasting career. You know, I don't, I don't know if you guys know. When I, walk, when I first went into DV, here was the big debate about me doing DV. I had been doing B94 <laughs> when I was working. <laughs> And and DVE meets me, um, and and actually it becomes kind of popular. I think it's one of the first players to ever do a call in, and probably. Yeah. But and I, I I can't remember how I did it for the B ninety four, but I just I just did it, um, um, because the guy asked me to do it, so I'd call in. And Pat Hammond, who's now with the New York Giants, if you remember him. He's hey babe, call B ninety four. Hey Mary. Yeah, they're they're B ninety four. He goes, just do in my office. We'll just talk about it here, and we'll listen to what you say. <laughs> so I I did it there, and then I'm. In the off season, and I'm doing a remote with DVE, and uh, they uh, <laughs> DVE goes, "Hey, we'd, we'd love to have you be a part of a call and come in for our show." And I'm like, uh, "He goes, how much are they paying you?" And I'm like, "I'm dumb, not stupid. They aren't paying me anything." <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, <laughs> and so, like I'm, I can't remember what it was, but we'll say um, I don't know. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. I remember it well. But no. Whatever the money, whatever the money was, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I'll do that. But he goes, we got one stipulation, and I'm like, oh no, what is it? We want you to come into the studio. Now, then I do it on Monday, so I had to come in like six thirty before I got to the stadium. I had to be there by oh. like seven thirty or eight. 
And I was like, oh, my gosh, that is brutal after a Sunday game. But anyway, I agreed to it. Yeah. Um, and it was really because of Chuck Noll always talking about, you know, doing your part, your life's work. Life's and, work. Know, yeah. So I, I do. I, I first time I'd ever been into a studio ever in my life in any environment like that. And I walked in the door and it just captivated me. It was oh, like yeah. the coolest environment that I ever went into. And that's what that's what sparked it. I used to do it. Then I did the Thursday night show. Like, anyway, DV was like just vital and critical in my uh and if well, not for Boo Boo, you still wouldn't know how to talk into a microphone. <laughs> Boo Boo. Yeah, he chased me all the way down to my car and handed me the 10 points of broadcast. <laughs> the first one was um, how, how to address the mic and get closer to the mic. <laughs> I was reading this stuff. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, I'm going to frame that and give it to all our guests. Meryl, I got to jump, but it was good talking to you, man. We'll talk to you next week. I know, love you guys. All right, man. See you. The- it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do? When you win, like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait, start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.